Hello there and welcome to the CWIB podcast show. If you haven't already heard, we've launched our very own CWIB free app, full to the brim with information, encouragement and godly support for you and your business. To download the app, head over to the Apple App Store or Google Play and search Christian Women in Business or head over to the show notes for the direct link. Don't forget, if you love the app, please give us a review. Keep being awesome. G'day there and welcome to podcast 95 of the Christian Women in Business podcast show. It is so great to have you here today. We are one week away from Christmas. I think the countdown is over now and if you've been disorganized, you'll be in your Christmas rush. And if you're like me and you only have to buy one present, then it's already done and dusted. (laughs) So I hope you've had a great year, ladies. We are wrapping this year up very quickly. There won't be a podcast next week because it will be Christmas Eve. So we will be starting uh, our next podcast on the 31st of December. So if we miss a week, you know why. But stay tuned, keep listening, because one will come on Monday, the 31st of December. Now, I'm excited because on the show today, we have another wonderful speaker from our conference that's going to be held in February. Uh, the Christian Women in Business Community Conference. And this lady is also a member of our membership as well and has been a foundation member. So been with us since the beginning. This woman is a powerhouse and I'm so excited to be interviewing her. So this beautiful lady is a well-known speaker across Australia. She's founded the Mates Program, which is now helping young people all over the country except kids with autism, which has further developed into a leadership program for young and normal aged, if I can say that, women all across the country. And that's why we are so excited to be having her as um, a speaker at our conference. Not only this, but she's also a very successful uh, property investor. So a woman of all trades, welcome to the show. Randa Habari. Thank you, SJ. Great to be with you. I love, I love the Christian women in business community and I feel so privileged to be a part of the community. That's awesome. We love having you and I'm so excited that you're going to be sharing with us at the conference all about being a confident leader and a confident woman leader, right? Yes. Well, yeah, we've, we've got to step up into what we were created to be and we're all called to be leaders in our own way and we have to embrace it and just rise up. That's so exciting. I just can't wait. So our listeners can get to know you a little bit better. Please can you take us through kind of where everything started and how you got to where you are today because I know you've got quite a journey behind you. I do, yes. It's uh, it's an interesting story. Um, a big because uh, so often you you plan your future and things happen and you take a different path and um, my life has I've travelled uh, down a path that I didn't uh, plan on but I'm embracing it I love it I'm grateful for it um, it also I mean I, I uh, graduated from university and my dream, my goal, my passion was to work in the cosmetics industry. Um, I had that very clear goal 
and I was so thrilled when uh, things worked out and I was the national marketing manager for Longcom and, and prior to that I was with Estee Lauder in their product um, uh, as a product manager within the marketing team. All was going well. I married a, a wonderful man. I had a beautiful daughter. We were expecting our second child and um, unfortunately uh, it was a very complicated delivery and um, our son Richard, uh, while well, he entered the world with a bang, uh, he also brought along with him lots of challenges uh, and he, he really wasn't expected to survive the night and uh, we, were, we were told to, you know, get to hug him and take photos and uh, pretty much farewell him. And uh, my prayer in hospital uh, was, God, please let me just take home my baby. Um, he was rushed off to another hospital, to the children's hospital, and um, he—he, he, I was. Uh, my prayers were answered. I was able to take him home, but he—he uh, he did have challenges. He has um, an intellectual disability. He has autism, and um, when he was six months old, we were told he would never walk. He would never talk. Um, he really, there really wasn't much hope, and. When I said to the doctor, well, surely, doctor, there must be something we can do, he said, well, uh, no, there isn't really. And then then he did look up like he, this idea dawned on him and I was so hopeful. <laughs> and um, I, I sat there wide-eyed and he said, I think you should go home and think about having another baby to take your mind off this one. Oh, Yeah, that, that was his um, advice. And at the time, I was devastated. It was Christmas. Uh, it was uh, 10 days uh, from Christmas. It was the 15th of December, 1966. I'll never forget that day. Um, it was the worst Christmas of my life. Um, but looking back now, I thank that doctor because he um, took away any hope I had in uh, traditional medicine and I had to search for my own therapies, my own um, alternative therapies and I researched and researched and and there was hope and and the thing is that's the sad thing you know when hope is taken away from you life can become very dark so um you know my, my message to this day to to all medical practitioners don't take people's hope away because that can become a self-fulfilling prophecy um so we, we constructed our own uh, therapy program for Rich. It, it took us eight hours a day, six days a week um, to get through the program. I trained in the US. My husband went and trained. We had to tag team it. And, and we did whatever we could because I just wanted to help Richard achieve his full potential. Um, and he was walking very very soon after, well within normal range, a tiny little bit late. He was walking by the age of 18 months uh, or even before, maybe 14 months. Uh, he started to talk. It was slow. Talking was a, a much slower process, uh, but he was talking uh, in phrases and sort of incomplete sentences by the time he started school. And, um, you know, he had come a long way. So he was my inspiration to then start um, my own business because obviously I couldn't go back to corporate life. I had to find a way to earn an income while being at home conducting mm. Richard's therapy. Now, back then, 
people didn't work from home. It was a really unusual, um, it, it wasn't the norm, uh, let's put it that way. And uh, in 1996, Google wasn't even invented. It wasn't even around then. <laughs> how old I am. <laughs> um, but so, you know, I had to be very creative and I thought uh, property was the way to go and also I, I did have a look at the share market and um, I taught myself these skills to trade shares and to trade property and invest in property and um I, I was quite successful in them and we were able to then fund the very expensive therapies for Richard. And my focus had has always been, you know, Richard first and um, uh, career or, or income earning second. Um, so while he was at school, he was my focus and we, we were called to the school several times, you know, several times a week, many times there was always an issue. I was very much um, focused on keeping him in mainstream school. I didn't want him in a special school because, quite honestly, there's nothing special about a special school. Um, in fact, it's anything. they're anything but special. Um, special needs is a, is a ridiculous term. Um, I fought to have him in mainstream school. Schools didn't want him, but we, we had him in there. We sent our own aid in with him and I, I informed the school, you know, just make sure that you instill or, or uh, make sure he abides by the same rules as all the other students. So if he's loud or naughty or whatever, you let me know. So we were picking him up regularly. Um, but that was our way of teaching him acceptable behaviour and we never let him um, use autism as an excuse for um unacceptable behavior there is a difference of course between unacceptable behavior and genuine meltdown due to um an overload of sensory stimulation and you know in time i learned the difference um so so we tried to bring him up um you know as as normally as possible he's uh, we're, we're very blessed that we have a beautiful um daughter five years older than rich and she was um very loving and very supportive of her brother. She still is. Uh, in fact, she's now a clinical psychologist um, specialising in autism, so she's sort of gone full circle. And, um, yeah, Richard's been our, our biggest blessing, our biggest joy. Um, but it, his journey has been, um, you know, marred by a lot of exclusion and bullying at school. And even as a family, we were excluded you know friends find it confronting and difficult and and slowly slowly invitations to attend birthday parties and you know sunday barbecues dry up dry up and and you find yourself alone um so mm -hmm. i could very much relate to how richard was feeling but the bullying got so bad that um uh, when he was in year 10 that i was um sort of forced into trying to reach out to his peers to explain, you know, all, all Richard wants is to have a friend and it would be really nice if if you were kind to him. And I, I, I wanted to go down to the school gate and tell each child as they walked out, but I think I would have been arrested. <laughs> so I thought, well, how else do I communicate? Ah, social media. So I called uh, Emily and I said, Emily, this YouTube thing, can you show me how it works? 
and we made a YouTube video that in one night and um, we we posted it and people saw it and the reaction was huge. Um, I was receiving emails and phone calls from strangers all over the world saying, can we use this? Thank you so much. And the message is simple. It's a very uh, amateurish video, but it hit a nerve and the message was just be kind, just be accepting. And I thought if a simple video could have such an effect, then I need to have a more considered approach. So I I also do a a fair bit of travelling. I accompany groups on Australian um, groups on Christian pilgrimages to holy sites around the world. And that year I was taking a group on the Camino, which is a trek across Spain to, and the, the end destination is the tomb of St. James the Apostle. And eventually you walk at your own pace and your footsteps are quite rhythmic and they, they have a hypnotic beat to them. You know, I just replayed the movie of my life and I thought about which way I wanted to, it to go and I thought it's time to write a book about our journey with Richard and to provide a solution. And chapter five is called "If I Ran." If I ran the school system, I pretty much wrote the book while I was walking in my mind, um, and went home and just smashed it out, and launched the book. Uh, and I've I've now found myself on this autism advocacy journey, where I um, speak at um, conferences, at schools. I've spoken in India. I've spoken in Dubai. I've spoken in the US. I speak all around Australia, um, and the message is is really simple. It's it just explains autism. It, it explains that awareness is not enough. We need inclusion. We need acceptance um, because our young people with autism are beautiful souls, and they just need some understanding. and And I promote my um, leadership program uh, for schools and. Also, what I'm most proud of is that Richard joins me on many occasions on the stage. So for this this young man who, you know, when he was very young was told he would never speak, for this young man who was bullied and, you know, so often the effects of bullying are low self-esteem and introversion and anxiety, he gets up on the stage and he is the most charismatic speaker I can't remember a time where he hasn't spoken and hasn't received a standing ovation. Um, so he's just amazing. Um, so that's what we do. We we go around and and basically we're living the gospel. We're we're just preaching love, acceptance, kindness, um, charity, hope. That's our message. It's it's not rocket science. It's not you know anything earth shattering. It's it's actually. Um, what we're called to live in our everyday life. And I ask people, you don't have to go and change the whole world, but you could change the world for one person. Um, so so that that's it. Uh, did I um, go on for a little bit too long there, Sarah? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I love hearing your story and it never gets old and it's very inspirational. And I'm sure that there's many listeners listening on the show now all over the world who can completely relate to you, whether it's with autism or any kind of thing that kind of shook their world when they had their baby. You know, it's it's kind of going, okay, ladies, let's just sit down and talk about this and know that it does happen. And 
I guess hearing your story also gives hope that, you know, women can get through it. So if you're in that season of hardship and going, oh, my gosh, how am I even going to handle this? You are a living example that says you can get through it and you can get through it and build businesses <laughs> while you're doing it. It's, I don't think you could ever go on too long about that. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Like I personally appreciate it and I'm sure all the listeners do too. So can you please share with us then five tips if there's women who are listening today of kind of how to run a business when you've got, I don't know how to say this diplomatically, uh, a complicated life, <laughs> we might say. You know what? We all have complicated lives. If you just scratch below the surface, you know, in, in some instances, the complication is more obvious. But, you know, so many, so many women I know suffer from depression or a, a marriage that's not quite right or um, something's going on, anxiety, or it could be a child with special needs. We all have our, our problems and we... We have to dig in deep and find our own inner strength. And so I think it's the most important thing is to firstly acknowledge the challenge rather than try and bury it um, because there were times that it was dark for me. It was very dark. It's not as if I w I'm some superhero that, you know, it didn't bother me. But I had very, very dark days and I reached the bottom at some stage. But it was a decision. I remember it very clearly. It was a decision. I've reached the bottom. There are two options to give it all in or, or the only other way is up and I chose to go up and I, and I really relied on my faith because at the time I didn't have any friends around me and I searched for answers. I prayed. I went on a pilgrimage in search of a healing for my son and, and God graced me with the gift of a healing for myself uh, the, uh, and I was given the gift of peace uh, and I came home and I was a different person uh, but I but I sought God's assistance so I think the first thing is you know acknowledge acknowledge your challenges whatever they are however large or small decide to deal with them invite God into your life then start thinking practically you know what are my capabilities and what are my boundaries? My, my boundaries or constraints were I had to do it from home. There were no options for me. I could not leave the home. So find out, try and marry your strengths and um, find out what your boundaries are and, and go, go forward that way. Um, so if you're, I, I'm not a creative type. I really wish I was, but I knew I wasn't the creative type. I knew that, um, you know, I, the business world appe appealed to me. It still appeals to me. I, I like numbers. I like, um, I like deals. Um, I love people, which was a tough one because I was working at home. But when you're, you know, negotiating property deals and inspecting properties, you, you're communicating with people. So that worked with me. So I tried to find, you know, my strengths and and work towards that and and then you have to educate yourself i did a lot of study i and i don't mean university i'm university educated but that had nothing to do with you know my what i i ended up doing i read books and books i've read so many books i attended seminars i asked questions i tried to uh, align myself with with people who were in the property industry 
you know, you're the sum of the five people you, you spend the most time with. So I tried to make sure that I had people in in my immediate circle that were doing what I wanted to do. And and that's that's how I started. And perseverance, that's, you know, you, you've got to persevere. And don't be afraid if you make mistakes. I have made mistakes for sure. And I know so many people who stumble, make one or two mistakes and think, this is not for me. I've made many, many mistakes, but the key is to learn from your mistakes and not to repeat them. Uh, and once I learned my lesson, I, I owned it, I remembered it, and I made sure that I never made that mistake again. And I keep learning. I was in the US now because just a few weeks ago because I, I wanted some coaching. And I was very privileged to be coached by George Ross, who was Donald Trump's advisor before he became president. Uh, he was his property advisor. So always continue to learn and grow uh, because there's always someone who can teach you to become better at, at your craft. That's awesome. So just to recap, and thank you for sharing all of those wonderful points. So we've got number one, acknowledge the challenge rather than bury it and then seek God's assistance and then start thinking about how you can move forward and then start thinking practically. So what works towards your strengths? What can you do practically and what boundaries do you have in place? And then find a business that kind of works for that. Number three is educate yourself. So attend seminars, ask people questions, go to conferences and get yourself around people who are where you want to be. Number four is persevere. So hang in there. (laughs) Don't give up the hope. And then number five, don't be afraid if you make mistakes. Learn from your mistakes and then don't do them again. That's good. So can you, we know you're a woman of God, so can you please uh, take us through how you incorporate God into your business? Well, as I said, I do accompany groups to the to, to Christian sites and I've just returned from the Holy Land. We, we went through, uh, the trip was called, the pilgrimage was called In the Footsteps of Jesus and we started in Jordan and, and went over into Israel and to Palestine and and retrace the um, the life of Jesus, and I, I I'm always very attracted to the Sermon on the Mount, and this time it really it just it's it it was like God was tapping me on the shoulder saying, "Live the Sermon on the Mount," uh, and if I may, I would love to read them out to you. Uh, I don't uh, I'm not pretending to know them off my heart, but. I- <laughs> You have assistance. <laughs> um, so it, it, it's and and the uh, the reference is Matthew five one to twelve. Um, it's the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Uh, Blessed are, are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you 
because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So many of those statements resonate with me and also I can see my son in, in so many of them. Um, you know, and I, I have mourned the loss of the child I expected, but I rejoice in the gift that I've been given instead. Um, so I, I understand finally, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Uh, blessed are the meek. My son is the meekest, most beautiful, kind soul. He can be loud. I'm not saying he's not loud. He can be challenging. He has his meltdowns, but he is a beautiful, gentle soul. And, and you know, God's promise here is he will inherit the earth. He will, he will be rewarded, and I do believe that. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. We have to be merciful and kind. And so each of those statements truly resonates with me and and that's at the moment that's my focus and that's what I'm trying to live that's awesome it's a beautiful sermon and I guess having known you and Richard I guess I can totally see where you're coming from and it's so nice to see that you've actually found that passage in the Bible and God's been speaking to you about it that, that it's actually become real like it's real it's relatable you're like yeah I've got this like this is just so true so thank you so much for sharing that and sharing your wonderful story and all that wisdom that comes with that so if our listeners wanted to get in contact with you where can they find you where is it you hang out I'm on Facebook daily (laughs) so they can just look up my name and send me a friend request if they specifically resonate with um, autism or they, they have autism in their lives somehow, I have a closed Facebook group called Autism Connection on the Spectrum and they're welcome to join. Uh, I'm also on LinkedIn uh, and or send me an email. SJ, feel free to put all my details on there. Uh, I speak to strangers daily, women who call me uh, and just say, look, um, I, I've, I've come across your profile or so-and-so suggested I call you. I do believe it's it's part of my mission in life to give back to the women or to the mothers who are coming, you know, behind me and following along in, an, in, in their autism journey. I also do uh, mentor young, young ladies, particularly uh, ones who are bullied or or ones who have the potential to be leaders and, and they just, you know, they feel a bit lost. So I'm very open to speaking with people. I don't hide my details or my phone number. I, um, so, uh, you know, because I do believe my mission is to um, to communicate and to help um, those who, who reach out. That's awesome. We look really forward to having you at our conference in February Um, and I will make sure that all of your details are on the show notes to this podcast. So ladies or even guys uh, that you're listening, if you uh, can relate or you feel that you need help and you need to reach out to Randa, please go ahead and, and do that. You can find all those details on the website. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Randa. It's been an absolute blessing um and i hope that all of you who are listening 
have a wonderful time celebrating the birth of our saviour and that you don't eat too much food <laughs> over over the Christmas day. And we look forward to chatting to you on the 31st. Do you have anything else you'd like to pass on to our listeners before we go, Randa? Oh, look, I, I just wish them all, you know, a, a very peaceful and joyful Christmas. And, um, you know, every day is a new day. So um, just start each day afresh with, with hope and with uh, love and with drive to just keep going forward and to impact, you know, just one person's life positively. That's awesome. I'm SJ and you're listening to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. Hello there and welcome to the CWIB podcast show. If you haven't already heard, we've launched our very own CWIB free app full to the brim with information, encouragement and godly support for you and your business. To download the app, head over to the Apple App Store or Google Play and search Christian Women in Business or head over to the show notes for the direct link. Don't forget, if you love the app, please give us a review. Keep being awesome.